0: listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hey. Hey. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hello! And on this week's episode, we are going over Beauty and the Beast, and Kylie is going to be presenting to us. Whoop. So what you got for us, Kylie?
1: Beauty and the Beast! Wow, Wow!
0: I spoiled it. That was my bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, good job. Stealing my thunder. Oops. Oopsies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is based off of the 1991 Disney classic, Beauty and the Beast. It's Disney's first original Broadway production. Oh, yeah. Music is by Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman and Tim Rice, and book by Linda Wolverton. Costumes were designed by Anne Hald Ward. It was directed by Robert Jess Roth, who was hired because of his success at directing live shows at Disney theme parks. Originally, Menken was skeptical about Roth because he hadn't directed anything on Broadway before. Yeah. Wolverton had written the film screenplay and taken on writing the Broadway version. She expanded on the beasts and the castle staff's characters in this musical, This allowed for more depth of the characters and also gave room for new musical numbers. Nice. And with this version, it has the servants gradually change into their respective household items rather than start out as them, which helps explain why they are larger than they should be. Oh! Interesting.
0: That's a neat concept. I
1: like that they did that. Yeah. Because you know, some kids can be like, Mommy... Why is Lumiere a six-foot-tall man? <laughs> I thought he was a candle. You're supposed it's a big to be candle. Sword.
2: It's
0: huge.
1: <laughs> All eight songs that were in the movie were also used in the production. Mencken wrote six new songs that were added, and during the production of the film, Ashman died and Rice took over writing the lyrics. Aww.
2: Oh.
1: Beauty and the Beast first premiered, in a joint production of Theater Under the Stars and Disney Theatrical at the Music Hall in Houston, Texas from November 28, 1993 to December 28, 1993. Oh, that's really short. Mm-hmm. And then it first appeared on Broadway after initial tryouts were held in Houston on April 18, 1994 at the Palace Theater and ran there through September 5th, 1999. It was then transferred to the Lundfontein Theater on November 11, 1999. Officially opened on the 16th and closed July 29th, 2007 with 46 previews and 5,461 performances. Oh my.
2: That's a lot of performances. It is. Yeah, that's
1: really good. Yeah. The musical opened to mixed reviews from theater critics, but was a massive commercial success. Uh, after a span of 13 years, it is the 10th longest-running production on Broadway, oh, and it also holds a record for both of the theaters that it was running in as the longest-running production.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Holding them titles.
1: Hell yeah. Keeping them safe. It has been estimated that the production cost was around $12 million, making it the most costly Broadway musical of its time. And some estimate that the cost could actually be closer to $20 million.
0: Oh, that's a big uh, difference.
1: (laughs) Yep. And Beauty and the Beast closed on Broadway so that a production of Little Mermaid could be done. They were afraid that competition between the two would split, I guess, success. That's fair.
2: Yep, Disney doesn't want to hurt their own money.
1: Yeah. With two fighting princesses.
2: That'd be a a fight I'd see.
1: same. Yeah, I would see that. It'd be very awkward with Little Mermaid, though. That's true. Yeah. Someone's going to get drowned. (laughs) (laughs) On April 29th, it opened on the West End in London and closed on December 11th, 1999. The show had four national U.S. tours. The first opened on November 15th, 1995 and closed in 1999. The second opened in 1999 and closed in 2003. The third ran from 2001 to 2003, and the fourth tour began in February 2010 and ran until July 2016. Nice. And the UK also had a national tour that began on November 2nd, 2001 and ended on April 12th, 2003. In September 20, COVID, it was announced that there would be a new UK and Ireland tour starting in May (laughs) 2021.
0: I like how you said in September 20, COVID.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, they just need to change that year to be 20-COVID, because that's what it was. It basically
0: was, yeah. True.
2: Everybody knows what year you're
0: talking yeah. about. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: There were also other productions in L.A. opening in on April 12th, 1995 through September 29th, 1996 with most of the Broadway cast reprising their roles. Oh, Canada ran from July 25th, 1995 to August 30th, 1997. So they tend to have, like, good chunks of years with these productions yeah. and beauty and the beast has been performed in more than 30 countries and over 35 million people have seen it that's holy crap <laughs> that's a lot i am not one of those people same mm-hmm. so if you want to fix it, disney
0: call us Let's send us tickets we're, we're waiting
1: <laughs> please we like shows <laughs> it has generated $1.7 worldwide and has played in more than 30 countries and 115 cities. On April 24th, 2019, it was announced that there would be an updated revival, but there hasn't been any theater or production timeline announced. The song Human Again was originally written for the movie, but was cut and found its way into the musical production. Oh, yeah. And the song A Change in Me was written into the 1998 show for Tony Braxton when she played Belle. And was kept in the show after Braxton's run. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that one is not on the Spotify album.
0: Yeah, I know I've heard um, Human again, because I think that was in the remake. The live, mm.
1: live
0: action one. Because it's definitely not uh, It's not in the animated one, but I think it's in the live action. Because I, I remember mm-hmm. hearing it for sure.
1: And now for the awards. In 1994, it was nominated for nine Tony Awards and only won one, which was Best Costume Design with Anne Hald Ward. Oh. Yeah.
0: I bet they do have really cool costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was also nominated for 10 Drama Desk Awards, and it won none. Aw. Oh. And in 1998, the original London production was nominated for three Lawrence Olivier Awards, and it won Best New Musical with that.
0: Okay, well, at least we got
1: <laughs> something the british like it <laughs> yeah
0: and uh so that that is all the background information and i i w- wanted to say before we get into this obviously this is a family friendly musical so it's very much mama approved yay if it wasn't and it was beauty and the beast i'd be a little concerned <laughs> we need we yeah. need a,
2: like a soundbite for mama approved and not mama approved
0: <laughs> yeah sure she wanted us to put it in like the description of our episodes oh. <laughs> so she could just read the text
1: we need to get a recording of her saying mama approved and no mama
0: <laughs> but yeah so we, it is it is a uh, very mama approved and family friendly so we will be keeping our cursing down so you can listen to this one with the kiddos yeah.
1: amber
3: <laughs> i said yeah yeah i amber. can do it <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so how about we go ahead and jump into act one.
1: So the show opens with the prologue, accurately named Prologue. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So an old woman comes to the rich prince's castle looking for shelter in exchange for a rose. The prince turns her down because of her appearance, because she's old and ugly, to him. Wow. Yeah, very rude. Mm -hmm. It's cold and he won't let her in. She gives him a warning about judging people and is rejected once again. And then she transforms into a beautiful woman. Ooh. She then transforms the prince into a beast and his servants into household items. And the only way that they can be transformed back into their human selves is if the prince can learn to learn to love another and earn her love in return before the last petal from the rose falls. Which the servants
0: didn't do anything. So that's rude. First <laughs> of
1: all, it is very rude. So we time jump to several years later, 10 to be exact. Belle is introduced and goes into town on her way to get a new book in Belle. The townspeople mention her beauty but find that her love of books is very weird. And this is where she attracts Gaston's attention, unfortunately for her.
0: Right. Ugh.
2: But, but she reads. She's <laughs> a witch.
1: How dare she? Witch. Witch. <laughs> Belle goes home and is talking to her father, Maurice, who is an inventor, about people thinking she's odd and she overhears them. Her father tries to calm down her fears in the song No Matter What, stating that she is classed just like her mother and that he loves her no matter what and she says the same to him.
0: I mean, I would hope so. Because he's definitely probably the weirder of the two.
1: They're eccentric. Yes. He's very smart and she likes books and also is very smart. (laughs) Maurice and Belle put the finishing touches on his invention and he heads off to a convention fair, leaving Belle at home. But he takes a scarf that she made for him in no matter what reprise, Wolf Chase. On his journey, he's chased by wolves and survives and finds himself at the beast's castle where he enters and meets the servants. The beast meets him and locks him away in a dungeon for trespassing.
0: How dare you, old man?
1: Break into my house, my castle. That's why you have a dungeon. Yeah, not everyone has one. <laughs> so back in town, Gaston comes over to Belle's and he proposes to her, asking if she will be a he man's property <laughs> in the oh so romantic song "Me." Ah, oh, jeez. Wow.
2: He's anti himbo.
1: Belle politely says no to him, even though she's rather repulsed by him, and I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. By saying she doesn't deserve him, but thanks for asking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for asking but
1: uh no i don't deserve you i don't deserve this <laughs> after gaston leaves Belle sings about needing to get out of this provincial life in Belle reprise lefou gaston's sidekick comes back into town from the woods wearing maurice's scarf which Belle notices and comes to the realization that her father is in trouble and that lefou is a thief i mean he could be who knows <laughs> probably just robbed his corpse how dare he Gravedigger. <laughs> she goes off to find him and gets to Beast's castle, where she then finds her father and makes a deal with the Beast in order for him to be freed. Maurice isn't allowed to tell Belle goodbye, but she is given a room and is told that she has to have dinner with Beast. In the song Home, she sings about her situation, asking if this is her new home. She states that home is where the heart is, but her home is far away. Oh, I don't want to be here anymore.
0: I mean, a terrifying beast man just kidnapped her, so, like,
1: (laughs) yep. Yeah. Exchanged her for her father. Yeah. In home reprise, Mrs. Potts and Madame de la Grande Bouche try to cheer Belle up, and Miss Potts wishes to become Belle's friend and that she can find a home there.
0: It's okay, honey. I know you just got kidnapped, but we'll be best friends.
1: I hope this will be your home, too. It's really nice, even if I'm turning into a teapot. (laughs) Yeah. Back in town, Gaston is upset at his loss of the bride of his choice, being she said no to him. How dare she? How dare she? That tramp. (laughs) I guess in a way, at least he asked and wasn't like, you're going to marry me right now. I got the priest right here.
0: Yeah, that's later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No spoilers. Sorry. LeFou attempts to cheer him up in Gaston. That wonderful song.
0: It's a great song, yeah. even though he's a terrible person. Yeah. Hilarious. Yes.
1: Maurice heads into the tavern where he claims that Belle has been locked away by a beast in the castle. Everyone mocks him, but Gaston creates a plan in Gaston reprise. The plan isn't explained about what it is, but it ends up with Belle marrying Gaston.
0: <laughs> he says, I don't know. There's some kind of plan, but um, marriage. plan. <laughs>
2: It's like the the step one, attack the castle. <laughs> step two, step two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, yeah. profit.
0: <laughs> Mary
2: Bell. Yeah.
1: Like he and lefou kind of like whisper to each other, so the audience doesn't know what they're saying, but he ah. does blurt out, "And I will marry Bell," or something on the lines of that.
0: I bet the townsfolk are all, all like, "Huh." <laughs>
1: So back at the Beast's castle, Beast is waiting for Belle to join him for dinner, and Cogsworth is the unfortunate soul that has to inform him that she's refusing to come. Oh. Wouldn't you love that job? Belle and Beast have a shouting match that she wins, but Beast informs her that if she refuses to eat with him, she won't be eating at all.
0: He's not really winning any
1: points. No. No. But he kind of sounds like a mother talking to her child, if you don't eat dinner now, you're not eating for the rest of the night. True. In the song, how long must this go on? Beast wonders how long the curse will go on. All he did was make one mistake and he's been punished for it since.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Belle grows hungry, obviously, and finds her way into the kitchen for some food and the servants and the dishes treat her to a show in Be Our Guest. (laughs) The best obviously, Probably the most... Well, maybe not the most well-known song from that musical.
3: I don't know. I would
0: say it's probably the m- most.
3: Other than uh, Beauty and the Beast. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beauty After dinner,
1: Lumiere Beast. and Cogsworth give Bella a tour of the castle. Of course, she was told that she isn't allowed in the West Wing, and that's where she must go. Obviously.
3: If you <laughs> tell me not to do something, I'm don't going go there. to do it. Oh, oh here I go. <laughs> don't touch that. I'm going to touch it. Yep.
1: I got touched. This is where she sees the magical floating rose and has the need to try and reach out to touch it. Beast stops her, yells at her to get out, and accidentally ends up pushing her. Oh. In doing so, Belle becomes frightened that Beast will hurt her further and she rushes out of the castle. Why she didn't do that in the first place, I don't know. If the doors were unlocked. She
0: was going to honor her agreement, you know.
1: If your dad's gone, you can just leave if no one's watching the door. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's going to back into town for Maurice. <laughs> it's true. Beast realizes that if he can't love her, then he will stay a beast forever. And if I can't love her. Wow. Yeah. And that brings us to intermission.
0: Intermission. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, what does everyone think about Act 1 so far? Uh.
2: It's Beauty and right. the Beast.
0: <laughs> yeah. The tale as old as time.
2: We've heard this uh, a bunch of times because we watched it and <laughs> we listened grew to on it. repeat. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: it's, it's kind of hard to come up with new things to say about it because, again, we did grow up with this, but it is a, a timeless tale, as it were. On VHS. Yes. <laughs> we're that old.
2: Yeah, I, I feel the... The parts that would stand out the most to us would be seeing it live and seeing the costumes and the set yeah. would be like the biggest impact for us because everything else is just super mm-hmm. familiar.
0: Yeah, I would I would love to see this one on stage. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, no, we have not seen it, but it did come through town and we missed it, which is unfortunate. But if it comes back through, then yes, we would love to go catch this. For one.
3: sure. Yeah, this is one that obviously we all know the story. So like there's no big surprises here. But it's also one that I will never fail to sing along to. So, yeah, it's a good time.
0: That is true. It definitely has a uh, pretty solid music like most Disney yeah, shows. Yeah, for do. sure. <laughs> it's not hard to sing along to this. So since this is Kylie's episode, we're going to have Matt read out the theater fact this week in a crazy turn. Wow. It's-
1: <gasps> <gasps> huh? Plot um, We're making him work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: <gasps> Alrighty. So, our little factoid for today. In Broadway theaters, there is no row I. There is A through H and J through Z, but there is no I.
3: Why, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amber. I was trying to interact. <laughs> She's so excited. Why? Tell me why? <laughs> Tell me.
2: <laughs> I just did the uh, the blinking guy meme. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> people would often mistake I as one, and would become upset when they weren't uh, actually in first row. That's
3: that's so. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah.
2: Literally just for the sake of people being dum dums.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have heard that fact before. It it it, it, it makes sense because people don't read. Can't good. read. <laughs> they no read good. No. Yeah.
2: I got, guys. I got front row seat- seating. It's super cheap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it only cost me five dollars. <laughs>
2: I, as in the things you can't use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so while we're still in our intermission, we want to go ahead and insert some stuff about us. So as you may or may not know, we do have merch now, which is super cool. Heck yeah! And you can find that at our website, which is www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. And we do have our merch in, and we're going to be doing a photo shoot as soon as it's warm enough outside, because it is cold mm-hmm. where we are. We are not a fan.
2: Midwest. Midwest it sucks. sucks.
0: Yay. <laughs> but we will be doing a photo shoot so you guys can see what cool stuff we got in store. If you buy some merch and you would like to show it off to us, you can send it to us on Twitter. You can tweet at us and you can either tag us in it at save an aisle seat or you can use our hashtags SMAAS and or hashtag save me an aisle seat so we can go through and find your stuff and we'll definitely give you a retweet because that's super cool and we're... Super excited we have merch, so that'd be really neat to see on you folks.
2: And and hey, Katie, uh, where are some of those proceeds going?
0: Oh, yeah. So we do 10% of all of our proceeds to the Actors Fund currently, and you can find information about them and their cause at actorsfund.org. We'll probably change up our charity later on down the line, but that is the one we have currently picked because it is something we really jive with. And that's anything that you buy on our merch shop, not just our products. It's anything in the shop. So, all of our other podcasts are also supporting them currently, which is super cool. Whoop. 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 So, uh, another big thing that we have coming up is our one year anniversary. Heck whoop. yeah! Whoop. Hard
3: whoop. to believe, whoop. but it's here.
0: It's super exciting. And also, that compiled with we have 1,400 downloads right whoop. now. Woo! We're almost at 1,500 already, which is yeah. amazing, you guys. Have, mm. That is yeah, wild, considering we were super excited. We just hit 1,000 downloads in December. so we're, and we're
2: already almost yeah. half of that.
0: Yeah, so thank you guys so much. We're really excited, and the fact that we were able to get to our one-year anniversaries because you guys like us so much and you support us. So we're doing something special for our one-year. Which, our one year is on the 6th of February, so for the 4th, instead of a regular episode, we are actually going to release an unedited episode, which means you get to hear all the back-end stuff that I usually edit out. It's, uh, a lot. interesting,
2: so.
3: It's a bumpy yeah.
2: ride. It might not be 100% unedited.
0: It, I'll Just clean it up. The, like, yeah.
2: the absolutely terrible stuff. Right. Like, unlistenable.
0: Yeah, like it'll be a it'll be a cleaned up episode, and because we are going to be covering the Lion King, it will still be family friendly as we try and keep at least our Disney shows family friendly. So you don't have to worry about that. I will edit out you know cuss words and things like that, but you will get to hear possibly like sneezes or or pets in the background. Yeah, and any mistakes that we have are going to be kept in there. So look out for that. Also, Matt, you want to tell them what else we're doing.
2: So, one project that we are going to uh, get started on is uh, actually uploading things to YouTube! Woo! Um, so that'll be everything that'll be on the Ragtag Network, not just this podcast. So, if you are a fan of D&D or uh, the mama and her bag of bones, uh, <laughs> we'll be making its way on there. Um, th- those won't have any video, but we'll just have it there available, and we will also start uploading Other things that we want to do. Nothing's officially ironed out yet, but... um,
0: We will be introducing new shows that are going to be possibly YouTube exclusive. So keep an eye out for that.
2: It'll be in the description, in the doobly-doos and the (laughs) whatever. doobly doos?
0: Yeah. For any any official announcement, you can look at our website, which is www.ragtechnetwork.com. Or you can follow us on that Twitter as just at Ragtag Network. You can find any uh, updates about that on there. And probably also on our at Save an Isle seat on Twitter. We'll just be uploading stuff like that. So that will be our exciting one-year anniversary celebration. So look out for that. And we're super excited to give I that can.
3: to you. Yay.
0: We'll try and be on our best behavior next week, but we'll <laughs> see.
2: No guarantees. <laughs> if but Amber struggles with a word... There might be an ad. you
1: right. <laughs> I will might. Uh, will <laughs> I'll bleep fine. some. I'll bleep the stuff out. But I think that
0: is it for this announcement. So do you wanna do you wanna give your introduction to Act Two, Kylie? Do
1: you have one? A neat pun. Let's book it into Act Two, cause Belle likes books. Uh, it's not funny to explain <laughs> it. She's <laughs> really good. Wow. So yeah,
0: let's, wow. <laughs> let's book it into Act Two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: While Belle is in the woods, she is attacked by wolves and is rescued by the Beast, who fights them away. However, he's injured during the fight In interact wolf Chase. Instead of taking this chance to run away, Belle then goes to the aid of Beast and brings him back to his castle. It's there that she takes care of him and his injuries, and Beast thanks her for helping him. They begin to form a friendship, and Beast thanks her with the best gift of all, which is a library.
0: Which is super cool. Also, can I point out how buff bell must be mm-hmm.
1: if she's lugging that guy around who's probably like even heavier because the fur soaks in snow and everything yeah and
2: if we're if we're going off of uh some of the scenes from the most recent movie the real life one she throws like a boulder of a snowball mm-hmm. at him <laughs> like it's nothing <laughs> so i think she's i think she's on the juice is i she, think
0: she's she roided
2: I, th- I think I think she's at least doing a half cycle.
1: Well, actually, like, books are really heavy, so I I get if she's really buff. That's true. True. She, she, and she carries around
0: books all day. Yeah, we were all ripped in high school. Nope. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Belle starts to see a difference in Beast's personality, and the servants also notice how they act differently towards each other in Something's There.
2: Something's happening.
1: With this blossoming relationship, the servants begin to hope that they can become human again in human again. Gaston and LeFou begin to enact their plan by meeting with the asylum owner, Monsieur Diaket. The plan is to lock up Maurice in the asylum and blackmail Belle into marrying Gaston in Maison de Luna's. So this was the plan that they were whispering about before.
0: Those jerks.
1: Belle and Beast have their own personal ball and dinner where they dance together in the ballroom in Beauty and the Beast. Beast is planning on telling Belle that he loves her, But he first asks her if she's happy there. Belle responds that she misses her father and Beast gives her a magic mirror so she can look in on him. Which is a very sweet gift. Yeah. And this is when she sees that Maurice is sick and lost in the woods and Belle has to go help him. Beast lets her leave, even though the last petal is going to fall from the rose soon. She sadly leaves with the song If I Can't Love Her reprise.
0: Sad times.
1: Belle is able to find and rescue her father and nurse him back to health. She tries to explain to him that the Beast and herself have changed in A Change in Me. This is a song that was written into the music for Tony Braxton and kept afterwards. However, it's not included on the soundtrack. Aww. Aww. Like previously said. Gaston leads a mob to Belle's home to take Maurice and force him into the asylum. Belle tries to help her father and uses the magic mirror to show the townspeople that Beast in real time. Unfortunately Belle doesn't realize that this is not a smart move on her part. Yeah. And that people become scared of him, even though Belle insists that he's good and gentle. Yeah. Here's this monster.
0: <laughs> I like him, he nice.
1: Oops. He nice and cuddly. <laughs> Gaston, oh so perceptive, here's uh Belle's tone when she talks about Beast and he sees Beast as his rival for her affection. Gaston sees that his best option is to organize the mob to go and kill the Beast in Mob Song. Belle and Maurice decide to go and warn Beast, but Gaston's mob has already gotten there. The servants from the castle keep the mob at bay, however. Gaston gets by them and heads towards Beast. In the song Battle, Gaston taunts Beast and beats him up. Beast does not have the will to live after Belle had left him, but right as Gaston is about to deliver the killing blow, Belle... Belle arrives, and the Beast finds his will to live, and is just about to kill Gaston when he sees the fear in his eyes. Belle and Beast are reunited, but Gaston ruins the lovely moment as he fatally stabs Beast.
0: Yo. Yeah.
1: Jerk. In doing this, Gaston loses his footing and falls off the castle's roof and dies. Yep. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. You played yourself.
1: (laughs) You done did now, fool. Belle rushes to Beast trying to tell him that he'll live, but they both know that's not true. This is where she informs him that she's found her home with him as her company in Enduet. Oh. But Beast dies, and this is where Belle informs him that she loves him. Just as she says this, the last petal falls from the rose causing a transformation in him in Transformation, where he becomes human again. Yay! Woo, after he dies. Woo! Yeah, after his transformation, Belle does not recognize him, probably because he is now a human and alive again. Yeah. And probably naked. Yeah. Ah. But she looks into his eyes and sees the beast in him, and they kiss. Aww. Aww. And everyone else turns human again as well. Oh! Yay, magic!
0: Yay, magic! They're bah, human bah. again!
1: Ooh. In Beauty and the Beast reprise, they sing about how their lives have changed since one another and fell in love. Bah, bah, bah. The
3: end! Do, do, do. They, they did it. it.
0: We got a happy ending, you guys.
3: <gasps> it's one thing you can always count on Disney for. I didn't know that could happen.
0: That is, yeah, that's fair. So how do we How do we feel about the show as a whole? I know, it's, it, again, it's like hard, harder to talk about this one, but what, what, are our, what are our thoughts on this one?
3: Solid. Solid. <laughs>
0: That's my thoughts.
3: Is that I can imagine this one is awkward on stage, because it can't be easy to dress up like a candelabra, or a clock, or what have you, <laughs> um, like Chip. I can't imagine, like, Chip yeah. on stage.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, or Mrs. Potts. Right. So I can see how that would be a little awkward, but I'm sure it's a really grand show. You know, there's, like, all the, like, dancing scenes and stuff. I can imagine it's beautiful on stage. So... You know, it's a good one to maybe see. I think it is, you know, obviously it's a solid show. It's recognizable, happy ever after. So it gets a, you know, sums up for me. It's not one that I necessarily focus on or like listen to all the time, but definitely a good show. Plus easily accessible, right? Like we've talked about, you know, obviously some shows are easier to grasp than others. So this is a show that's, you know, if you're just starting out in theater, it's easy to get attached to things like that. So yeah. Child-friendly. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's child-friendly. It's, you know, it's well-known. So if you if you went to go see this one in the, like, in live live production, I don't imagine you'd be confused by any means. <laughs> you probably know exactly what you're getting into yeah. with it.
2: I feel like the character of Gaston fits for a stage show, too. Oh, yeah. Because he's already a showman. So I yeah. imagine whoever gets cast in him gets, like, Ample time to like really ham stuff up and just be fully in the character. So I imagine a that's a pr- that's a very fun role.
0: Yeah, he's like the extreme of a character, mm. and I think yeah, it, translation to theater probably wasn't yeah. hard for
2: that for character. that character for sure. Yeah, because like in reality, a lot of some of the Disney characters are kind of bland, especially yeah. most of the, like the princes and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like in this one, most of the characters are actually pretty good. Pretty unique.
0: Yeah, the characters are pretty fleshed out.
2: Yeah. You know, compared to... At least they stand out and like... Yeah.
0: Compared to a lot of other Disney.
2: Besides maybe the father might be just kind of...
0: Yeah, but he's still a unique character considering... Yeah. You know, a lot of other comparisons.
2: Also, just out of Disney stories, I I do tend to like this one because their connection makes a little bit more sense. Yes. Because they actually, like, spend time together and, like, learn about each other.
0: Yeah, which like you, you could still be like, well, it's, it's Stockholm syndrome, but technically she could have left whenever she wanted to, because mm-hmm. obviously the beast lets her go.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely that at first, but
0: yeah, it's like they 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 do spend quality time together, and he does learn to you know treat her with respect, and you know he he gives her you know gifts and her space and a like
1: library. That, so. Yeah,
2: this made this library. makes more sense than the typical like love at first sight. Yes, Yes. mumbo jumbo. They tend to go with.
3: Yeah, yeah. This one
0: does have a a foundation. You know, a strange foundation, but they do have a foundation. Yeah, and
3: I definitely do give Belle props overall as like a female character in a Disney movie because she has a character to her before she even meets Beast. Right, like other princesses. Like I mean, they're just they're like pretty and they're there, and then they meet a prince. Yay. And, and that, that, yeah, that's all that, their life is. Whereas she's got, you know, she's noticed like, she's known as the weirdo reader in town. And, like, you know, she's got this family she cares about. And she's got all, you know, she has all these other things about her that we don't necessarily see in a lot of the other princesses. Yeah. And then, of course, yes, she falls in love with the beast, but they become more together. It's not just like, well, we're in love now. <laughs> You're a prince. I love you. So.
0: They do start as friends, I think, which is really... Nice, like they get to that friendship level and they take care of each other, and then it develops into yeah. a romance. Yeah. So that this one's definitely more, again, solid in some mm-hmm. things. Yeah. They want to have any more thoughts about it.
3: It's a good show. If you've seen it, tell us because I'd like to know how awkward the uh, inanimate objects look on stage. But other than that, <laughs> just tell yeah. me how it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about it. Yeah. Like you can always you can always reach out to us about the, those things because we we do like hearing. You know your interaction with it, and, and if you were in it, oh, oh my gosh, yes. please tell us.
3: Tell us what it was like <laughs> to play one of those characters, because I want to know. <laughs>
2: yeah, I imagine a lot of goofy makeup. Yeah.
0: Were you a dancing spoon? Please, please let us be know. a dancing spoon.
2: <laughs> no, I'm the I'm the sexy maid brush. <laughs> oh, duster. the duster, Perfect. yeah.
3: Oh, what's her name? I totally know it, but I'm blanking right now. But. If you would like to reach out to us about this or anything else, because we love to chat with you, you can email us at seat at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Twitter at saveanisleseat.
2: You guys should hopefully know the drill by now, but if you're new here, please like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. So this kind of helps ensure that you don't miss anything, you get notifications whenever new stuff gets posted, or maybe even like special stuff getting posted that yeah. might not be part of our usual schedule. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it, it just makes sure that, you know, everything's all up to date and all good. And we really appreciate it. We like when you guys mm-hmm. subscribe.
1: We like those numbers.
2: Them numbers. <laughs> so thank you.
1: We also like five star reviews, so if you're on Apple, if you could please leave us a review, that'd be great. It helps us boost up in the numbers.
0: Heck yeah. I'm not an Apple person, but Kylie knows how it works. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but of course I do know that the best way to help us is via word of mouth. So you know you can please just tell your like friends or family or coworkers, which is unfortunate for like my coworkers. I tell them about this stuff all the time. Same. Uh, <laughs> yeah it just it just helps get a wider audience and even if like you're not sure if they like podcasts at all this could be a really good starter for them because it's we're a pretty easy podcast to listen to i gotta mm-hmm. say we're pretty great so definitely a word of mouth and of course if you if you do want to know more about like our other shows you can always go to our website which is www.ragtagnetwork.com we have another show called Total tomfoolery so if you're into D, matt and i are on that one as well and The Mama, which we mention in every episode, has Back of Bones, which is a kind of, like, historical, darker, grittier podcast. So if you like history stuff, that's your, your go-to for that. And also we do have a new show coming out next month, I believe. It is tentatively titled Isolation Theater, so get, keep an eye out for that. It's, we're going to be going over different, like, media, so we're going to be presenting you with plays and poems and things like that in the public domain So I'm really looking forward to that project. It's a a larger scale than than this current show. So
3: keep your eye out for that. Oh, also, the feather duster's name is Fifi. Ah, It's fine. I eventually figured it out. (laughs) Fifi the feather duster. I feel better now.
0: (laughs) As we mentioned in our intermission, next week's episode is going to be an unedited version of our script, Lion King. It will still be family friendly because we do try and keep those shows, you know, PG. So keep your eye out for that. But we are super excited to celebrate our one year anniversary with you. So keep an eye out for that. And that's why you need to like and subscribe to us. So you know exactly when it comes out. Just saying. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that will wrap up this episode of Save Me and I'll See. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye
2: bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye bye.